Welcome to the show. This is Conversations with Christians. My name is Jason, and I am a Christian, and we're here to talk about uh, whatever's on our minds. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy the show. Make sure you hit the subscribe button. Good Sunday evening, everybody. Tonight we're gathered here with my beautiful daughter, Hannah. Say hi to everybody, Hannah. Hello. Hannah is going to uh, bless us with a song and a sermon. Tell us about uh, the song. The song is called Noel, and it's one of the only Christmas songs that I listen to. All right, well, why don't you uh, go ahead and uh, worship us in with Noel. Sounds good. Yeah. 
Thank you for that, Hannah. That was very beautiful. No problem. So now you're going to uh, you're going to bless us with a sermon. Let's uh, let's talk about that. When and how and where did this come up that you decided that you were going to actually write a sermon? Well, if you must ask, um, I was talking to my friend Abby, and we were on Facetime. And I said that the pages of my journal stuck together. And I got really mad because I didn't know what I was going to do with the empty space. And she said, well, you could just tape them together. And I said, that doesn't sound right because, like, you can't just, like, tape the pages together. So a couple minutes later, we got off of FaceTime. And I was like, I wonder if I could start learning how to write a sermon. So I was like, how do I do that? I didn't know how. So I went on YouTube, and I searched how to write a sermon. And it's brought me to this guy from some sort of church organization. And he said to start with like 101, which is how to study scripture. So that's what I started with. I started with the the three keys and then all the ones in between. So what scripture did you study for us tonight? One second. She's putting down the ukulele. Swinging the microphone out of the way. She's preparing. Tonight I'm going to bring to you Luke one twenty six through thirty eight. It is the story of the birth of Jesus foretold. Interesting. Yes. All right, everybody. I'm gonna sit back and I'm gonna enjoy the show, and I hope that uh, you enjoy Hannah's very first sermon. Take it away, Hannah. I would like to mention that during worship, my phone was at 2%, and I got really worried. Praise God, it didn't die. (laughs) Amen, brother. Okay, so let's write this down. God's perfect timing, and God's timing is perfect. So, as you know, the topic of tonight's sermon is the birth of Jesus foretold. And the title of the sermon is is God's perfect timing. If you would like to meet me in Ecclesiastes 3, 1 through 8, that would be good. Give you a second. Ecclesiastes 3, 1 through 8. A time for everything. 
3. There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to uproot. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to tear down and a time to build. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to scatter stones and gather them. And a time to embrace and a time for, to in, refrain from embracing. A time to search and a time to give up. A time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to tear and a time to mend. A time to be silent and a time to speak. And finally, a time to love and a time to hate. A time for war and a time for peace. I was looking up scripture trying to figure out what would go into God's perfect timing. And this was one of the first that came up. And so I was like, you know what, let's throw it in there and see what happens when I do so. And it kind of just stuck there. So, when we stare at a clock or a stopwatch, what seems to happen? Those seconds, minutes, and or hours seem to go by really, really slow, right? You know when you are driving somewhere and it's kind of far away, but as you stare at the clock in excitement to get to your destination, that time seems to somehow double. But then on the way back home, that time seems to be cut in half. So how can this be? Well, we are in a, when we are in a constant state of mind of waiting, for example, like a new job or extra money to pay the bills or for your ramen noodles to be done, that time that we spend waiting instead of giving starts to feel like forever. We're kind of the same way when we wait on God to work and move in our lives. So often, we will wait for God to do something that we forget that God is in control of this so-called perfect timing. And it seems to come exactly when he wants it to. Waiting makes your mind think that the time is going by much slower than it actually is. When we self-consciously wait, it never seems to come very fast. It's, we are, it's when we are content and grateful that God sets a time and a place for your blessings in the path you take next. You see, God is saying, take your eyes off of the clock and everything else and put them on me. Then we will see what happens next. So let me ask you a question. Are you in a time... Are you in a time of a waiting state of mind right now? Are you giving that control you think you have up so God can really start moving and providing in your life? So, I would like to read the passage, Luke 1, 26-38, the birth of Jesus foretold. This is a familiar passage, especially for this time of year, around Christmas season, because this is where... Jesus really starts coming in the picture. But God really started speaking to me through this. And I'll explain more right after we read this. So, Luke one twenty six through 38 In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee. To a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. 
The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God, and you will conceive and give birth to a son. And you are to call him Jesus. He will be great, and you, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. So how will this be, Mary? Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin. The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she, who was said to be unable to conceive, is in her sixth month. For no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. So, I want to talk how I came up with this here passage. My youth pastor this past Wednesday preached about this passage Well, I was trying to figure out what passage to use for my sermon at the time. God spoke to me and said, use this one, but he didn't say to preach it the normal Christmas way. He said, put it in the perfect timing sermon that you've been trying to write. This passage is the perfect one to teach about because within it, it shows just how perfect God's timing actually is. Think about it. Mary was roughly 14 years old. 14. What were you doing at 14? What were you even thinking about at 14? I was a teenage girl struggling to fit in and trying to figure out who I was with God. Mary was 14, engaged to be married to Joseph, and a servant of God. Then the angel of the Lord appeared, telling her that she's going to conceive and give birth to the Son of God. And his, ha- and his name is to be Jesus. So let's back up. Mary is 14, engaged to be married, a servant of God, and also a virgin. Yet somehow she is going to give birth to a king. Okay, I think I get it now. Seriously, though, the angel came, and the two things that Mary said were, How will this be, since I am a virgin, and I am the Lord's servant? May your word to me be fulfilled. I cannot even fathom that kind of faith that Mary had. Can you? Even we look at the timing of, th- of all this. Mary had a relative named Elizabeth who was six months pregnant. Not five, not seven, but six. And Elizabeth was in her old age and couldn't even conceive a child. But God has different plans and different perfect timing for all this to line up. So... Imagine if Mary said, I don't think I can do this, or not me, pick someone else. Instead, she said, I am your servant, and I will obey your commands. Now, I can't even imagine, but that's the point. We don't have to understand God's timing. We just have to trust and understand that it's not ours. Mary didn't understand why or how. She just trusted in the process and God's perfect timing. So, with everything that I just said, 
Are you waiting? Is your heart broken and you're waiting for the healing process to begin? To begin. Are you looking at the calendar saying, I have two weeks before this bill comes out? Or are you saying, not me, God. This isn't the time and I'm not ready. You see, you don't have to understand why your family member passed away or you lost your job. Just understand and trust God's perfect timing. Because after all, everything happens for a reason. Whether you see it or not. One day you will look back and say and say if this didn't happen at this time, I wouldn't be where I am today. And although that time was really really hard, God planned the perfect time for it to happen, and he will continue to do so as long as you let go and let God take your time. So let's go to Ecclesiastes 3:11. He has made everything beautiful in its time. He has also set eternity in the human heart, yet no one can fathom what God has done from beginning to end. I want you to click off of this podcast or wherever it's going to be for you to listen to, and I want you to think that Mary was only 14 years old and the only two things she says was how because I'm a virgin and I will do your command that you're telling me. So leave here today and think about your situation because I know someone's sitting there thinking, I don't know why, or thinking, how can this be, or I don't understand. But Instead, I want you to say that God's timing is perfect and that there's a plan and a purpose for everything that happens. So look to him and remember that it's God's perfect timing. It's not yours. That's it? Yes. Holy smokes. That was a good sermon for 20, not even 20 minutes. If this was like a real Sunday morning, we'd be home being able to take a nap. Pretty much. I was going to say more, but I kind of, being a first sermon, I kind of typed everything out. I didn't, I didn't run with the ball like most do for an experienced pastor. Well, thankfully... Sorry, I'm adjusting my microphone here. Bear with me. We've got it. We're going to go like five, 25, 25 minute podcast here. I want to touch base with you on a couple of things. Could you see yourself pregnant at 14? I could see it if it happened, but I can't fathom what I would do with it. Right. You asked a couple other questions in there. Do you remember what questions you asked? In the In your sermon. Yeah, in your sermon. You asked questions. The sermon part? Yeah. Hang on a second. 
I said, are you in a waiting state of mind? Um, are you waiting for anything? You. Are you waiting for anything? Yeah. What are you waiting for? Well, it's not waiting in the sense that it's the struggle of trusting and having faith. Okay. That's a that's a learning curve. But I guess we could all be waiting for something good to be happening in this time right now. But if we're all staying true and faithful, then God's timing doesn't really matter, does it? Because when it happens, it's perfect. Correct. God's perfect timing. And God's timing is perfect. Can you do me a favor and read Ecclesiastes again? Which one? Ecclesiastes 3. 3.11? Yes. Well, 3, the... The 3, 1 through 8? Yes, 3, 1 through 8. That one, I... I've read the whole Bible, but many times I will go back through and read something that I've already read, and that was just very interesting to me, and I'd like to just reiterate it one more time. This is actually, um, I want to say, a 60s, 70s song that somebody made this. Is that right? Yeah. Um, my mother's parents, it was uh, one of the songs that they listened to. She grew up listening to it, and she never knew that it was a part of the Bible. And we listened to it the other night on the way to coffee because I said that I was writing a sermon and I was going to put this little passage here in it. And she said, wait a second, that's a song. So we did some research and we found the song. And they go back to there is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. That's like the main chorus. Then they go through most of the verses. And it's not even supposed to be a Christian song. Awesome. So just a little fact there, but. There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to uproot. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to tear down and a time to build. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to scatter stones and a time to gather them. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to search, and a time to give up. A time to keep, and a time to throw away. A time to tear, and a time to mend. A time to be silent, and a time to speak. Finally, a time to love, and a time to hate. A time for war, and a time for peace. Thank you. So there's a time for everything, but it just might be in God's timing. Yeah, the time I learned writing this sermon, the time isn't ours. We can pray about it, but the time isn't ours. It's not until the perfect time. It's not until God's waiting for you to learn something or give something up that he puts everything in place. Okay. So when when are you going to bring us the next sermon? I don't know, whenever God's timing likes to oh, set in. Oh, and, and it <laughs> comes full circle. I was talking to uh, a very good friend of mine. He's a pastor. His name's Pastor Doug, so shout out to Pastor Doug. And um, we were talking on the phone, 
and we got off the phone, and I said something, and he said something else, and I go, yep, because it's a time for everything, right? And it's always going to be his perfect time, and he kind of paused, and then he started laughing, and he's like, ah, I see what you did there. (laughs) (laughs) Unbelievable. Awesome sauce. All right, well, we're at 26 minutes. We're going to wrap up this podcast. Uh, Hopefully, you know, we can bring something to you every week. We'd really like um, to have other folks join us. Um, If you'd like to come join us, it doesn't have to be on Sunday. Today we're just, it's wrapping up the end of the day here on Sunday. So you are more than welcome to join us whenever. And um, we'd appreciate it. We'd appreciate the conversation. This is Conversations with Christians. It's it. Just really want to have uh, some gathering and uh, let other people uh, hear what Christians have to say. So thank you, Hannah, for bringing us your sermon tonight. You're welcome. And we appreciate uh, you singing for us. That'll do it for us tonight, folks. Thank you very much, and have a wonderful week. Goodbye. You were undoubtedly worth it, and I do it all again to show the world that you deserve it. Yeah. Don't let this moment slip away. It's truly been a pleasure speaking with everyone tonight. I really uh, hope that you enjoyed it and that uh, you'll tune back in. We're hopeful that this podcast takes off and um, we'll have some good content enjoy it leave some comments if you didn't enjoy it leave some comments you know i'll only be able to build on this uh from your feedback so we appreciate that keep it clean keep it nice and keep it safe and healthy we'll talk to you guys later